when the semester first began, my credit union said, I'm not a bank guy, but I go to a credit union. They decided to update our banking system and we had to put in our password to log in for online banking. And I didn't remember what my password was. I don't know if you have like auto save for your passwords on your phone for anything. That's majority of mine are. So that's kind of how I roll. And as I, I called my credit union, I was put on hold. And the message I heard every five minutes, minutes was, you are very important to us. Please wait on the line and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Five minutes goes on. You are very important to us. Please wait in line and we'll answer your phone call as soon as possible. At about the 30-minute mark, I'm kind of wondering to myself, how important do they think I really am? I don't know if you have those situations. I'm like, you keep saying it, but I'm not really getting it. And after about 30 minutes, the, the, the phone said, you can put in your phone number now and we'll call you back to show you how important you are to us, apparently, I guess. So I did that because I was sick of waiting. And then... You know, they, they called me when I was with somebody, so I couldn't answer the call. And I called back in, and it says, you know, after five minutes, you are very important to us. We'll call you, or we'll answer your call as soon as we can. And I was just, like, really frustrated after hearing you are really important to us. And I kind of wondered, like, am I really that important to this company? Because they're not really answering it. And for a lot of the times when I reflect on that, I wonder how, much, how often that's for us like God. Like, in all the readings today, Jesus you know, he's, he's talking through his Holy Spirit in the responsorial psalm. Like the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Notice how he didn't say the cry of the prideful or the arrogant or the impatient. It's, it's those who are poor in spirit, who are totally reliant upon him. And for a lot of us, you know, we, we, we just hold out on God so quickly. We lose our holding out on God so quickly. We, we, we go to him when it's convenient, but we become very impatient with him. And I wonder for those of you who are here tonight, you know, we're two-thirds of the way through the semester and we're getting tired. It's getting darker earlier. And so quickly, we're just so ready to hang up after like maybe one call. Like we hear like, you know, you are very important to us, but we're not, we're not persisting. And then at times we can even think, well, you know, we can be like the Pharisee in, our, in today's gospel and think, well, I'm, I'm holy. Like I'm not like, you know, the, 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 the people get drunk every weekend. I'm, I'm, at least I'm not like them. And we start like kind of getting our nose above them. We forget like where the Lord has brought us to. Like one thing we have to remember, it's always a pure grace, a pure miracle that you're here. In this culture that tells you that you, you don't matter or it doesn't matter if you go to mass on Sunday or whatever it is. And we, we have to remember and reflect often how good God has been to us. It's so important to keep focusing on gratitude. Like think of where you were 10 years ago and where you are now. And then when you are tempted to point fingers at other people and say, well, at least I'm not like that person. I'm not, you know, like a big gossip or something like that. I'm not somebody who's, you know, totally full of myself or whatever it is. But then we, we ought to be more like the tax collector in today's gospel and saying, like, have mercy on me for judging them. You know, isn't sin just getting old? Like same old, same old, like the same sin falling into the same trap every single time. And it just, just gets exhausting. But you know, like one thing that's never exhausting and never gets old is hearing the words, I love you. Like so often we forget that the Lord loves you. And he loves you uniquely in a way that only you can be loved. And for a lot of us, the invitation is become like John, the beloved disciple at the Last Supper. 
He was the one who came close to Jesus, closest to Jesus, and he placed his head on the heart of Jesus. So I want us just to pause for a moment and just imagine that you're John, the beloved disciple. And you are just right next to Jesus. Your, your ear is on his heart. And every time his heart beats for you, it says the words, I love you. I love you. I love you. And so often, a lot of us have convinced ourselves that I can go through the day without listening to Jesus tell me that he loves me. And then we be, when we, we think we don't need to hear the words Jesus is telling us he loves us, and then we think that gets old or whatever it is, and he's putting us on hold or whatever it might be for you. We become like that, we become just like that, that Pharisee who thinks he's better. And all of us have like an inner Pharisee in us. Like sometimes, you know, even as I was just saying that, there's an inner critic in all of us and the Lord wants to heal that inner critic that tells you this is dumb or that person's an idiot or I'm, I'm no good or whatever it is. Because so often, you know, when you and I are with other people, um, it's the one thing that's so hard to do is to like be that person, be that John beloved disciple and sitting at the heart of Jesus, listening to him love us when we're with other people. Because if, we, if we're not listening... interiorly, we're, we're full of words, we're full of noise. And our world does that. And sometimes we say, oh, it doesn't matter if I scroll for two hours and then try to go be present to somebody. Like, it's, it, that's impossible. And have you ever been with somebody where you can tell you're talking with them and they're, they're just not listening to you? You can tell, like, their, their mind is almost preoccupied with something else. Maybe, maybe you've been that person where you, you've been with somebody and the whole time you're thinking, I have so much to do. I got so much on plate. I don't have time for this. This person's annoying to me. Or I wish they would just stop, you know, talking that certain way or doing that certain thing and we get annoyed or whatever it is. Um, and, and the reason why you and I do that is because we're broken. Like the Lord comes to heal us. So we're not like the Pharisee. Like the world doesn't need any more judgmental people who think they're better than others. What the Lord needs is us to be more like the tax collector, just totally aware of God's mercy and just constantly repenting and thinking like, Lord, you saved me from that. So the challenge in your worship aid this week is very simple. You're going to talk to somebody today or, some, or this week, someone's going to need to talk to you. And the invitation is to listen to them. Like the word listen is spelled with the exact same letters as the word silent. And as you're listening, what I want to challenge you with is to take 10 or 15 second pauses while you're with somebody and don't talk. And even as I said that some of you, your inner critic is already, is already going and the Lord wants to heal that. Because when you're with somebody and you pause for 10 or 15 seconds or even longer, it shows that you're listening, you're trying to understand what are they saying to me. You know, our world always wants rapid responses, rapid responses, rapid responses. Uh, but sometimes people, when they're talking to you, you need time to process, which is also like one of the reasons why I, I don't rush through the mass. Like I take my time so you all can listen to what the Lord wants to say to you. Like he speaks to you every single day. We're so blessed to have a God who actually wants to talk to us. That's why we have the word. But he also wants to be with us 
in his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. And after you, you, you take that challenge up, because you're going to have someone who's going to need to talk to you, or even you didn't talk to somebody, and, and, and I want to encourage you to, to journal or write in your phone, whatever you do, like, what were the thoughts, feelings, and desires that came up? Like, what, what were you thinking about? Like, how did it feel to be listened to or to listen to somebody? That means you and I have to die to self. There's got to be a death in us that says, this person before me is a gift. And when you begin to see other people as a gift, not as a burden or as a waste of your time or as annoying or whatever it is, that's when you know the inner critic is being healed. And when you and I take time each day, especially in adoration, especially time in quiet with God's word, replacing our, our ear on the heart of Jesus and we listen to him say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And that's the, the love that you and I are created for. The love that will calm you. The love that will give you the confidence you need. The love that will be with you always. The one thing that love will never do is it'll, it'll never make you think that other people are a burden or a waste of your time, ever. So it's an invitation for us to constantly be beating our breasts and remember what the Lord has done for us. It's so important to reflect to slow down and listen. And 10 to 15 seconds of silence can often feel like an eternity. But the interesting thing is, guys, like when we, all, we it feels like an eternity, that's when eternity enters into us and we see the gift before us. Like again, sin, it gets, it gets old. But what never gets old is hearing the words, I love you. Like, I, I love you guys. I'll do anything I can to help you encounter the living person of Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. The world will tell you there's other things to do. There's more important things, but there's not. Like when you graduate and you get a job, one thing no one's going to ask you is like, what was your GPA? You put so much stress in yourself and so much in your identity, in your grades. But the beautiful thing is, yeah, like study your best, but your identity comes from him. Your identity comes from him always. And who does God say you are through your baptism, through the sacrament of confession? Like, you're my beloved son in whom I delight. You're my beloved daughter in whom I delight. Our world has become so confused on who we are. John the Baptist, when he first started his public ministry, people said, who are you and what are you? First thing he says, I'm not the Lord. And that's what a lot of us do. When we try to push God out, I have to create my own identity and, and when people have to create their identity, like, there's so much pressure there. And the Lord, through his Holy Spirit, wants to deflate that. Because you, you don't have to create your own identity. It's already been purchased for you on the cross. The victory has been won. What we're called to do is walk in that victory, but walk humbly. Jesus ends our gospel by saying the words, for whoever exalts himself, whoever thinks he's so prideful, so good, he will indeed be humbled. But, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And we follow Jesus who humbled himself, the second person of Trinity, the God of the universe who became one of us, took on our, 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 our flesh, took the penalty of all of our sin upon himself, and he was lifted up and exalted to say that's how much the Father loves you. So this week the challenge is very simple, to be a listener 
to pause for 10, 15 seconds in conversations and simply listen to what somebody says. And if, if when you do that pause, if it's like, gosh, this person's annoying or whatever you, it comes up, that's an invitation to be healed and spend way more time with your ear against the heart of Jesus. And when you do that, the thing is you'll have joy, you'll have gratitude, you'll have humility, you'll have wisdom, you'll have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when you don't, you're always going to be beating yourself up. Always second-guessing yourself. So the invitation is clear. To be a good listener, to be humble, but also to pause and allow those 10 to 15 second pauses, which may seem like an eternity, to allow eternity to enter in. And you'll begin to see how God sees you and how God sees others. So we pause and we make a resolution to heal the inner critic. The world has enough critics. What the world needs is more saints. Whatever might be holding you back, whatever might be making you feel that that inner critic can't be healed, what we're called to do is place it on the altar and say, Lord, redeem it. Lord, heal it. Help me be more like you. And our world needs you to be more like him. Amen.